Hold person is an easy and quick way to focus on someone in particular, and it's been in the game ever since the first edition. And while it doesn't seem that complicated as far as spells go, there are countless potential uses and quite a few questions and misconceptions surrounding the spell that seem to pop up quite often. Get that second level spell slot ready and line up your target as we go through everything you need to know about it in today's episode. Before we dig into the specifics, let's take a look at the raw spell straight from 5e itself. Choose a humanoid that you can see within range. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration. At the end of each of its turns, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. On a success, the spell ends on the target. At higher levels, when you cast this spell, using a spell slot of third level or higher, you can target an additional humanoid for each slot level above second. The humanoids must be within 30 feet of each other when you target them, though. Hold Person is a broadly used spell across a bunch of different spell lists, and you can cast it if you're a bard, cleric, druid, sorcerer, or even a warlock. There's also several class archetypes that get the spell specifically, and you'll be able to cast Hold Person as a druid of the Circle of the Land, the Arctic Circle, a cleric of the Order of Domain, or a paladin with the Oath of Vengeance, Oath of Conquest, or the Oath of Redemption. So let's get into how this works. Your target, or targets if upcast, within 60 feet must make a saving throw when you cast the spell. If they fail, then they suffer the effects, in this case the paralyzed condition. If they pass, then nothing happens. Then if they failed, they get to try and save again, using your same save DC, at the end of each of their turns or until you stop concentrating on it. It's also quite specific in what you can and can't target. The spell specifies a humanoid target, which means this will only work on creatures with the humanoid creature shape. For holding bigger and weirder baddies, you're going to need the spell Hold Monster. This should all be pretty straightforward for anybody familiar with 5e spells. I think where the confusion tends to pop up is with the condition Paralyzed. Paralyzed is a nasty condition that does a lot more than it first appears. And I think a lot of the confusion comes from the fact that a paralyzed creature is also incapacitated. They sort of wrapped that condition up all in one. All told, the paralyzed condition does each of their, well, let's put the graphic up on screen and we'll just get into it that way. A paralyzed creature is also incapacitated, which means paralyzed creatures cannot take actions or reactions. A paralyzed creature cannot move. A paralyzed creature cannot speak. A paralyzed creature automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against paralyzed creatures have advantage. If you're within five feet of the paralyzed creature, your attacks against the paralyzed creature that hit them are automatic critical hits. It's, it's, not, it's not good. Time to get into the real meat of this video, which is answering all of the frequently asked questions I hear about this spell as a DM. I get them a lot. Starting with, can I move a paralyzed person? Well, yes. The creature held using hold person cannot move, but nothing stops them from being moved. You can walk up and make them pick their own nose, knock them prone, or even scoop them up and chuck them into a nearby river if you have the time and the victim keeps failing their saving throws. This is a question I get an awful lot. Can I take a paralyzed target's stuff? Well, probably. A creature under the effects of Hold Person can't move to prevent you from taking their stuff, but their hands will be stuck rigid on whatever it is they're holding at the time, so just take that into account. Anything on them, such as belts, bags, is pretty much free game, but things like weapons or whatever that they're specifically grasping at the time of the spell is a little questionable. The best I've been able to find is that taking such held items would take succeeding on an opposed strength check. 
possibly with disadvantage on the part of the held creature. However, this isn't official and will ultimately be up to the DM. And I would assume the willpower or perhaps just the physicality of whatever your target is. Can a paralyzed creature breathe? Well, if you get all smug and technical, you could argue that the inability to move would also stop a creature from breathing. However, it's quite clear that paralysis isn't intended to be a suffocation effect. Otherwise, it would certainly mention that. There's also the issue of holding your breath, which should supposedly take conscious action. So what happens if you take a paralyzed victim and throw them in a river? I've yet to find any official consensus on this, but it appears that they start suffocating immediately since they can't close their mouth or take any action that would really necessitate holding their breath. Can I wild shape out of hold person? That's clever, but no. Because the spell only works on humanoids, if you ever stop being a humanoid, the spell immediately ends as it is no longer cast on a valid target. The wild shape feature doesn't specify any movement. The only stumbling block is that it requires an action to activate, and you specifically can't take actions while you're paralyzed. For those of you wondering about the circle of the moon feature that lets you wild shape as a bonus action, you're still out of luck. There's a rule squirreled away in the player's handbook that says if something prevents you from taking actions, you can't take bonus actions either. However, if somebody else can transform you using, say, the polymorph spell or some other transformation effect that would change your creature type, you'll get out of that hold person spell instantly. Can I cast hold person on a doppelganger? Maybe. Doppelgangers and other creatures that have the ability to transform from humanoids into non-humanoids present an interesting issue. The long and short of it is that the creature you're casting hold person on is currently in a humanoid shape. Then the spell works. If they are currently transformed into something non-humanoid, then it doesn't. And while hold person should prevent practically any transformation ability, if in some fringe case they can still transform into something non-humanoid, then the spell would immediately end. Can a held person maintain concentration? While a held person can technically maintain a concentration spell, if they're getting hit on every point of damage, that spell's going to be put at risk. Does dispel magic work on hold person? Does Dispel Magic work on Hold Person? Yes. Yes, it absolutely does. After going through everything else, let's end this video by getting into some strategizing and the best ways to actually use the spell Hold Person. Starting with that guy in particular. First and foremost, Hold Person can make sure a specifically chosen humanoid has a terrible day. If all of your allies are within stabbing range of this unfortunate individual, you'll be able to pile on the damage as you all critically hit your paralyzed victim. This is especially insane with rogues and paladins who can benefit from the most critical hits with their doubled sneak attacks and smites, respectively. You're also going to be removing key attacks from your target, so picking out the biggest potential threat is a pretty sound tactic. Pick the guy who just went. This is sort of a metagamey kind of thing, but the best way to utilize Hold Person is to use that spell on someone whose turn is very low in the initiative, or someone who just went. Now, admittedly, this is absolutely useless advice when it comes to fighting just one target, but keep it in your mind anyway. Also, Hold Person is a solid and reliable way to non-lethally stop a target that's trying to get away from you. It could be a pickpocket that just made off with your loot, the bad guy trying to reach the MacGuffin, or any other situation where you just need to stop somebody without going the full nuclear route. One of the sorts of hidden utilities of Hold Person lies in the incapacitated condition. One of the repercussions of being incapacitated is that it immediately ends the grappled condition. This means that if some goliath grabs you or one of your allies, you can instantly escape it by casting Hold Person. You can also counter the spell. 
If a humanoid spellcaster is concentrating on a spell, a failed saving throw against hold person absolutely ends the spell in its tracks. We can thank the incapacitated condition once again, as one of the stipulations tagged in it at the end of the concentration rules states that you lose concentration if you are incapacitated or die. So when you spot that evil wizard summoning minions or some other powerful effect, simply pop hold person and watch those spells fizzle away. Another, perhaps less obvious advantage of Hold Person is the ability to make flying creatures take a nosedive into the ground. This has some caveats, as it'll only work if the flyer is humanoid, a lot of humanish winged monsters are actually monstrosities, and if the flyer has the hover tag next to their fly speed, they'll just float rather than plummet. What it will absolutely do is break the concentration on the fly spell, so you can drop wizards right out of the sky. Moving on to a bit more of a morbid tactic, if you've got an enemy that's swimming towards you and they're not exactly known for an ability to breathe underwater, you could use the spell and until the bubbles stopped. A good chunk of humanoid threats will use some sort of weapon, magical doodad, or an item that they rely on with their combat effectiveness. If you don't have enough damage output to simply take down the target while they're held, try disarming them of whatever they're dealing damage with instead. Then, when they break free of your spell, they're still missing that item and should be substantially minimized as a threat. Now, I always find environmental hazards fun, so I'm sorry if I'm a bit more enthusiastic about this one. If the arena your fight is taking place in includes some pools or lava, sheer drops, vats of acid, or other nasty hazards, consider using Hold Person and having an ally chuck that villain into whatever nastiness is lying beneath you. You'll get advantage on your shove checks made this way as well, so have at it. Now I've just given the players a lot of ammo, let me speak to the DMs for just a moment. If you're a dungeon master and a player lands this spell, you should seriously consider using a legendary resistance. This magical effect gives PCs the chance at a critical hit with every attack roll. Or, if they are an arcane bad guy, you might consider counterspell on this. Of course, undead, big bad evil guys aren't susceptible to this since they aren't technically a humanoid creature. There's a lot of advice with Hold Person that's very circumstantial, so this is one of those. I hope this episode has cleared up a little bit about this spell for you guys and that it will make it a bit easier to deal with at the table, whether you're a player or a DM, and that you've come up with some clever uses for it. In fact, if you guys have any stories about that kind of thing, I would love to hear about it down in the comments. Thank you guys so much for watching. My name is Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, Farewell. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you never miss out.